Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum LA Clippers. It's LA Clips Forum With Jesse and Brian Hello Clipper Faithful This is the LA Clips Forum My name is Brian Andrew I'm here with Jesse Sandoval, what's up guys? <laughs> I love it. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> on today's show, we will be talking about Kawhi taking a four-year deal over the one plus one. We will also be going over the summer league. And is that an Aga Caliente Clippers preview? And we are going to get into what we consider the Clipper fans just being bored. We're going to go over some rumors we saw on Twitter over the weekend. Hey, Jesse, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I just drove all the way from Los Angeles back to where i live so there's a lot of traffic um so <clears throat> so brian and uh you know Kawhi. we just got the recent news that Kawhi just signed a four-year contract there was rumors that he was supposed he was going to sign possibly a one uh one plus one contract where he could get a lot more money um right. how do you feel about that well when i first heard the news i i gave it the, you know the like when you google the white guy gif where he opens his eyes <laughs> like that, that that's that's kind of where i was at with it because like when i first saw it i was like oh wow he took the deal that nobody thought he was gonna take like we all knew he was gonna sign with the clippers mm-hmm. like i don't know what i know kendrick perkins and robert ori were being uh assholes about it but we all knew he was gonna sign but we we're all like yeah he'll do the one plus one and i even mentioned on the other podcast i'm like even if he doesn't play for the year and he just made money just to sit on the sidelines you know in rehab mm-hmm. he heard he's a tough high player you know so, yeah. but he takes a four-year deal. Everyone thinks it's going to be about like, oh, maybe his injury is worse than we think it is and stuff like that. I don't think that's the case. Hmm. I, I, I think it's just, you know, his deal is going to run out at the same time Paul George's deal runs out. And plus, I think this kind of extends his big money. I uh, Like, this isn't the freshest take. But I think it's going to make it where, like, he's getting another big contract when he's in his early to mid-30s instead of his late 30s. Like, not everyone could be Chris Paul and make $40 million a year or whatever uh, uh, at the age of 38 or whatever the fuck he is. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, You know what? Like, I know I've heard that. I heard that comment, too, that, uh, you know, it's a sign that Kawhi is not 100%. But you know, it's, it's a gamble. It's a gamble uh, at the end of the day. Like you don't want to, I don't know how you can recover from, well, I, I just don't know what the near future looks like with him, with that injury, but he's worth the contract. He's worth the bet, you know, like gambling on him because he's, like you said, he's a top five player and he can win you a chip. We saw it done in on San Antonio. We saw it done in Toronto. And I believe he can do it here in, with the Clippers. Like, so I'm happy. Uh, I was a little nervous because I was just uh, curious as to what he was going to sign. Because, yeah, there was uh, breaking news by Woj that Kawhi agreed to uh, come back to the Clippers, but there was like no details what to uh, to it whatsoever. So everyone started speculating. But um, I'm happy to see that he's here for you know four years to play with Paul George. Um, I don't know what that first year is going to look like, but uh, I hope he's 100% when he comes back. And I'm okay if he doesn't come back for the playoffs. I want him to be 100% regardless. So So I studied history in college. I didn't study numbers. Okay. So, and I w- we went to the same college as the, the head uh, staff, medical staff <laughs> person for the Clippers. So that says a lot maybe about where we went um uh, it's so, yeah because like you know I me mean? like i think we need a new we need a new person but at the same time i don't want to see a bronco losing a job um yeah. that being said um does i think this might save us some money next off season we have some expiring contracts i know we'll probably have to maybe consider re-signing terrence mann this may save not a lot of money. It won't be like, oh, we could get a max guy. But I think like this might make it where we are closer to the luxury tax instead of being so far away from it that we can't do a sign and trade, if that makes sense. 
Like mm-hmm. maybe next offseason we could probably probably pull off a signing trade because you know we might get Pat Beverly's contracts off the book uh, off the books. We might have Rondo's contract off the books. So you, yeah, what's up? Who do you think uh, is in that uh, in that possibility of a signing trade um, or that like, trade that trade? Uh, who we would trade or who we could get? Who we could get? Um. I'll be honest, I don't know uh, because I haven't looked at what who's going to be a free agent next season. I only know the Clippers, which Clippers are going to be free agents next season, right? Like Nicholas Batum will probably be a, a, clip, a free agent next season because I'm assuming he'll opt out and try to maybe get more money, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or he'll just sign, uh, sign it. And because, like, we're assuming everything based on if people are going to have injuries or not have injuries at this point. You know, like, the Clippers, like a lot of people are like, oh, the Clippers are going to be contenders. And I absolutely agree because I think Paul George and the team we put together and stuff like that. But at the same time, like if what you say, Paul George has to miss two to three months for whatever reason, mm-hmm. we might miss the playoffs, you know. So if, if something like that would have I know I'm putting just flat, like the worst energy in the universe by saying that, but I think it's something we have to consider uh if if that's gonna be the case then like are we going to try to just ship pat beverly's contract midway through the season because it's expiring or we're just gonna write it out and sign him for uh, a cheaper deal or like because like i'll be honest with you a player that i really like and i don't think he's a free agent next season but a player i really like is the lakers missed out on buddy hill and Mm. i would love if the clippers got buddy hill Oh yeah, he's a fan. He's a fantastic player. Too. Yeah, like if we could add another outside shooter, and someone who could just score relentlessly, and it's if you're gonna be the sixth man on the Sacramento Kings, I'm sure you could be the sixth man on the Clippers. Um, mm. so, uh, but I thought he was not happy with that role. Like he wanted uh, to be a uh, starter. Yeah, I would. Well, anybody I think would be unhappy being a bench player on the Kings. You know, you'd be like <laughs> every everyone on the Kings needs to be. That's true. Start. Like if you were going to look up their NBA 2K rating, it's probably what everyone's in the high 70s, mid 70s. There's like maybe a couple 80s there. You know, like mm-hmm. everyone's probably just slightly better than the other person at different things. <laughs> that's that's true. I can't even think of the starting lineup for the Kings right now. I would say. Halliburton's in there. Fox is in there. Oh yeah, I totally about Fox. I totally forgot about Fox. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you, you you would forget a lot about all those players. <laughs> uh, so, I uh, yeah, I'll be honest. Like, I don't have anyone in mind. Maybe I'll do some research and bring it up on the next podcast. But uh, yeah, yeah, okay. That, that's something we can discuss later on. Yeah, but uh, you know, so Kawhi is here for the long run. We're all excited. Uh, we're looking forward to what he brings to the table for this team and you know the possibilities and hopefully one of those possibilities is <laughs> a championship i'm gonna throw hold on let's think of the sports reporter i don't like right now let's say let's go with nick wright i'm gonna throw a nick wright take on this <laughs> um <laughs> i think Kawhi leonard is gonna come back sooner than a lot of, i do think he's going to play next season and i do think he's gonna come back with enough time to build some chemistry before the playoffs start. Now, he might not come back and play 35 minutes a game, but I think he's going to come back and help the team before April and then start playing higher minutes before the season's done and then be and then hopefully like we're not in the playing tournament or something at that point. Mm-hmm. Like um a lot of people are very optimistic, but I was like if you think about it, last year the Lakers missed LeBron and AD for a little while, still, mm-hmm. still like treaded water and had a plan to play in tournament. Like, if Paul George has to miss any time this year, mm-hmm. we're good enough to still be a top 10 team, but we might not be a top six team. And I think some of us need to accept that. But we would be probably the most dangerous seventh or eighth seed in Clipper in like NBA history. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, um, I'm with you on that, but hopefully, uh, you know, we get rid of that fellow Bronco and the medical staff. And, uh, I don't, I don't want to see any knee soreness on there. Or, right. 
Or shoulder, shoulder. Dude, Ty, Ty Lue might miss a game of knee soreness, dude. That's how that's how bad our, our medical staff is. It's like uh he's like he doesn't know what's going on. He's like, ah oh, man, knee soreness. <laughs> pain on my knee. Like uh. I, I, that's such a BS thing. I I I feel like that's what they like they asked Jerry West. Like Jerry West, what should we put here? And he's like, I don't know, just put knee soreness. I'm like, do you know the rules? Like, do you, <laughs> do you know what's going on? Um, uh, um so so moving moving on from that, uh, summer league just started. So I personally haven't had a chance to really, uh, you know, watch a lot of the games. I've seen some highlights, but uh, I know Brian has been able to keep up with it. So what are your thoughts on the summer league so far? So I'll give you a rundown. So I watched the first game, um, and I even uh, at one point decided halfway through it I was going to walk my dog. And then the second game, I was watching on the corner of my eye while I was playing Fortnite. And then the third game, I watched pretty much all the way through. And they were the most impressive in the third game. Mm. This is basically, though, I'm going to throw this out there because this is a segment I personally wanted on this podcast. But in the future, I do want us to talk a little bit about the Aqua Kali and the Clippers because these are where our players are in development. And I do think all three of our rookies are going to play at least some kind of time on the AC Clippers next season Mm -hmm. because they all have some kind of holes in their game. Um, They all need to get stronger. So I'm not going to like go into this whole, like, you know, if they, if they were stronger, they could do this or that. They all need to get stronger. They need to get into their NBA bodies. All three of them. Have you, have you seen that KD meme where like, he sent like uh, I guess someone was heckling a, a gymnastic a gymnast in the in the Olympics, and like he like posted a photo of like some guy like in a room laying on a couch and like there's a bunch of mess around him. He's like, oh, I could, uh, you, you need to have like mental strength. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what I pictured uh, right now when he said, uh, yeah, they need to be stronger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, these. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I'll look for I'll look for the the meme and I'll and I'll share it on. Yeah, that that's me talking about the, the Clippers uh, bodies. I'm, I'm I'm body shaming the, we'll, the rookies we'll, right now. We'll put it on our uh, on our LA Cubs forum IG. So just so you guys know, where you want to get your Clipper news uh, three hours after the fact. Um. So outside that Keon looks like he could be a really good defender I love how his shot looks it's just not going in Mm. so I think that's just a touch thing and I be and I honestly think like all it does is you just need repetition at that point from my now I once was a, a freshman basketball coach who got second place in their league so I know a thing or two about the mechanics of basketball so, <laughs> so I, I, I can I can testify to this yeah this so you know we our overall record was not great but uh, yeah. but but if I don't say that uh, it sounds a lot more impressive than it was hey Tyler if you listen to this podcast uh just consider Brian Hammond mm-hmm. for uh you know for that position as a develop, talent development for your team just oh so yeah you know. absolutely I'm like, yeah, I once uh, told a bunch of 13-year-old kids that, you know, if you, you know, why we're running suicides right now is so they could be in shape for the game, then I think I, I think I could work at the NBA level. Yeah, um, didn't you try teaching the triangle? I, I did once try. Ch- no, no, I didn't teach the triangle to uh, my high school kids. I, ta- I tried to teach it to a youth basketball team. <laughs> that, like, where, like, half the team was nine. Has never oh, played, never touched a basketball in their life. And, and then I just showed up and was like, you know what? Ty, like, Ty, must, look at that. You're like a coach with a ambition. This is a coach that you're looking for right now. I, I must have watched too much 30 for 30 the night before. I, was, I, was, I can do this. Um, all right so let's go back to the summer league so so they need to get stronger you like keon johnson's uh shot um what about jay scrub what do you what do you oh jay scrub in my opinion is ready to to play in the nba like a lot of people were getting on him for his passing like he's not you know he's not a pass first player but in my opinion i'm like what i saw in the first couple games is that Although he was looking for a shot first, he was trying to sometimes get people involved, especially when it wasn't working for him. Mm-hmm. So he would try to get other people involved. It's just like everyone shot like ass in the first two games. I think uh, like the second game, they shot 26% from the field or something like that. So 
it's funny because I, I brought that up for because I saw on, on the on the LA Clippers Reddit community that there's a post about Jay Scrub and they're basically asking for everyone's thoughts on it. And it was really positive as I went through the whole comment section. They say that he looks comfortable, um, that he looks like he trusts his shot. He's not he's not second guessing a lot of things and um, they see a lot of potential in him you know, right. through the through the three games they saw. So, so like, yeah, we know, like, the Summer League talent is not, like, premier NBA talent, right? But, like, Jay Scrub could score from all three levels, and he was staying in front of his defender. So, and I think that's a very underrated concept, I think, in the NBA, because a lot of people are like, you're either really good at defense or you're just a player, right? And, and if you're just a player, then you could be taken advantage of on offense. But I do feel like Jay, like, Keon Johnson, for example, like he's athletic, but like I said, he needs to get stronger. But like, he'll probably be able to stay in front of whoever he's guarding, you know, mm-hmm. like if they if you were to play real NBA minutes. And I think Jay Scrub would be able to do the same in terms of like position, right? Like if he got switched on someone stronger, if he got switched on someone taller, got switched on someone super fast, yeah, mm-hmm. he might have a harder time. But I think like if he's just you know he's gonna be playing the second unit probably the back end of the 10, not even that probably he's going to mm-hmm. probably start the season off getting garbage minutes and then eventually maybe get it. And he might be a two-way player. I don't know mm. if you could be like, I don't know if your two-way contract goes for two seasons or not or what. Mm-hmm. So, but out of everybody, he seems more ready than like Amir coffee is. Um, Amir coffee had a pretty good second half against the Lakers, but it wasn't anything impressive. Mm. Do you think, uh, his chances with the Clippers getting on the Clippers roster is uh, becoming more slim now. Uh, I I honestly think it was because I thought it was slim already. You know, mm-hmm. we brought in three rookies and two of them have guaranteed contracts, so it's not like they're going to get a G League contract. Uh, and we're bringing in more people. Like, keep in mind, like the whole the the only negative, I guess, of running it back is that you're not really leaving enough room to bring new people in and what we did was bring in three rookies plus uh justice winslow you know so there's not really space for amir coffee right now Mm. it's like we do a a trade where we get rid of like three or four pieces and then it's like all right we'll sign amir coffee as like the 15th guy or amir coffee gets another two-way contract somehow but i i I don't know how that works for restricted free agents Mm. so I would say Amir Coffey, if I had to, if I was a betting man, he will not be on the roster opening night. But I do think if he doesn't sign somebody, sign with anybody, and then we start having some injury problems, I wouldn't be surprised if we give him like a 10-day contract or something. Okay. Um, um, yeah. I was going to ask you, um, what about Brandon Boston? I know you're uh, you're pretty hyped on him. You're pretty excited to see what he can do. Um do you, are you liking what you're seeing from him? I, I would I would probably say he is the most ready out of the three rookies to contribute mm. right now. Like Jason Preston's a really good passer right now, but he still has a he he got a lot more comfortable in the Laker game. But mm. I would say, and plus there's two more summer league games, so maybe after these two summer league games, we're gonna start seeing more from a lot of these like younger guys. But at the same, like we're not. I'm just talking about the first three games right now. Uh, Brandon Boston looks like he's the most complete. He could play both sides of the court pretty well. He, like I said, he needs to get you know a more NBA body, but he's uh, he's hitting corner threes, which is like you make a corner three, the Clippers will give you like the pat pat deal. You know, <laughs> like there's uh, he makes he's making he's making his corner threes. He knows how, his first step is really good on, off the dribble. Okay. Uh, he could create his own shot. He could score from three levels. Like, is he perfect right now? No. But, like, keep in mind, like I said on the last podcast, he was a former possibly top three, top five pick uh, before he went to Kentucky. And then after the season, he fell to the second round, almost went undrafted. Like, this could possibly be a steal because, in my opinion, the intangibles are there. It's just trying to figure out how to make it work for your system. Are you? Do you think we have the coaching staff that's uh, able to help him develop that skill set to make him, you know, be that uh, projected top three, top five pick? Um, 
Well, keep in mind too, like some top three, top five picks end up just being rotation players anyways. You know, not everyone becomes LeBron, right? So if he just became a rotation player, and I th- and I, I could be honest, and I'll just throw this out there if I'm being real. The only thing is sometimes his decision making is not the best. So that's something he needs to work on. His decision maturity maybe more so than decision making. Like mm-hmm. uh him going ISO at the end of the Laker game was kind of like, well, all right, I'm gonna chalk that up to you just being young. <laughs> but yeah. like there there probably could have been something. There was six seconds on the clock. We probably they couldn't probably but the thing is I feel more comfortable with Brandon Boston taking that shot than probably anybody else on the court. Mm. Like I think Jay Scrub was on the course, and maybe that's different. Um, I'm, but I'm, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of stoked to uh, you know have the players that we have on this roster. Um, you know, Paul George, Reggie, Nicholas Batum, Pat Bev, Terrence Mann. They all seem like uh, players that you know want to help others succeed. You know, like PG was involved a lot in Terrence Mann's development. You know, helping him, you know, grow in his game. Well, so, so I was gonna say, well, how do you feel about you know the Clipper players coming out to support these guys? Oh, I love it, man. Um, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna throw a Stephen A. Take right now that uh, Pat Bev wasn't there, so he might get traded. <laughs> um, I hope that's not the case. I, I love Pat Bev, but uh, I understand that some things might happen. But he was uh, there at the Laker game, so he, he was. was there, he's there, but he wasn't hanging solo. out. Solo. <laughs> he wasn't hanging out with the crew. <laughs> So, but I, but I love it, man. Cause like, I think, uh, you know, I don't know. It's like Kendrick Perkins, Stephen A. Smith, they had like a hard on to like paint Kawhi as this like selfish asshole, but like he comes out with, you know, his teammates enjoying the time and support the summer league talent, you know, to go see the, go see the talent out there. So can, I can liked I, it. Can I, I'm going to throw something out there and we could go further on this and somebody else could bring it up. And I feel like I've done a lot of talking on this podcast already, so I'm going to chill a little bit, but I just want to throw this out there. Clippers get a lot of hate and I feel like it's like a local thing, but it's become a national thing. I think nationally it's this idea that like you are supposed to suck. Like you're the Clippers, you're supposed to suck. So when you do something good, we're going to find a way to still make it sound like you suck. And because you know the lakers pay the bills so i guess not the clippers right mm-hmm. um but i feel like locally and someone could tell me if this is a hot take or not or uh maybe this is a a con calls uh uh colin uh what's his last name Colin's... colin coward no, no. yeah colin coward colin, this is <laughs> probably a colin coward take maybe he's he's useless dude oh, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. This, this, is, this is this is this might be a useless take but i think there is a little bit to it is when you get into basketball and you grow and you're in the greater LA area, like, and I mean this locally, you are basically presented the Lakers as your team. Like if you just get into it, you know, they're the ones that are on TV. They're the ones that exposure. You go to Dick's Sporting Goods at Target. There's more Lakers stuff. And then maybe there's a Clipper shirt behind it. You know, like when you go to a sporting store, there's a huge ass Lakers section and then maybe a small rack for Clipper stuff. Right. Yeah. And, um, I feel like when you're in LA, you're born to be a Laker fan. But if you want to be a Clippers fan, you make the choice. You so you choose to be a Clippers fan. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I think a lot of Laker fans and people in the Lakers community get upset that it's not that we it's not that we're Clipper fans necessarily, it's that we just tro- we chose specifically not to be a Laker fan. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Like part of me is like I think it's genetic. I'm like born to be a troll, so mm-hmm. like I know like it pisses off a lot of people that I'm a Clipper fan. So I love it, and that's why I chose to be. <laughs> that's one and, reason why. Yeah, and, and I feel like I'm a hipster at heart, and I always find the alternative sports team to root for. You know, it's like I didn't want to root for the Angels or Dodgers, so I ended up rooting for the alternative third Southern California team, which is the Padres. <laughs> DIY Brian. Yeah, DIY Brian. <laughs> I chose the alternative to the Lakers. I chose the alternative to the Raiders at one point. Like when I became a Rams fan, it was before uh, they came to LA. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, it's uh, true. That's the same thing here too. Like uh, I'm a Falcons fan. So, you know, we, I was a Falcons fan before the Super Bowl. Yeah, sadly after the Super Bowl. <laughs> sadly, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into some of these rumors, right? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so uh, uh, the segment, we're going to come up with a better name for it maybe, but as of right now, I, I, we're leaning toward Clipper fans just must be bored um, <laughs> because there's a lot of rumors that have uh, come about. Um, last podcast, we talked about Ben Simmons uh, as a rumor, and this, this week is uh, Pascal Siakam. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so so what are your takes on that jesse <laughs> uh, i don't know like i, I like pas pascal pascal i like pascal, pascal. <laughs> i like pascal siakam i think he's a he's a great talent but uh i don't know man i i feel like i've been so scarred from the 2015 clippers where i think it was 2015 where we lost to the the 3-1 lead to the Houston Rockets and a lot of it was depth um and like I've been so scarred by it so I'm like I am afraid to get this roster to bring that to bring any other talent like um but if we could and we didn't have to give up a lot I think he's worth it but I, I just don't know what what does that look like what is that like if we do a trade with him uh, obviously it's probably be Rondo Thank God. Um, I like how like our first thought process is like, well, Rondo's got to be part of this, right? Like, what's the what's the point of bringing in a guy with that if we're not gonna get rid of Rondo? Like, if we got Pascal, we would still be pissed that we still have Rondo. Like, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that would include uh, Rondo, Pat Bev, and probably the three rookies we signed. Um, and I don't know if it would others. be all. And I, I was gonna say like. Uh, t- I don't know if we'd get maybe all three, but it would probably at least be one or two, and probably like Terrence Mann. Yeah, like, you know, and you know me, I think Terrence Mann's untouchable. Oh, like, definitely. Terrence Mann could <laughs> Terrence Mann could have the most garbage NBA career moving forward, and I'd still be like, well, he should have at least like you know, like how some stadiums or arenas have like numbers retired on banners and stuff like that but then sometimes they have like that ring around that has numbers that like i don't know if that's less or more meaningful but like at least terrence man should get one of those if terrence man has a mediocre season i think he should have a statue in front of the new uh clipper arena (laughs) (laughs) and it should be like paul george hugging him (laughs) Uh, Um, i i prefer to have the have him dunking over um what's rudy gobert there you go (laughs) <laughs> with that put back oh man do, do we have to get rudy's uh consent to like also have him in our statue uh, um, but if he likes it or not it's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i i, I yeah I, I don't know if i want to give up Terrence you want me you, you, you want me to, you want to start a fist fight with me right now because I'm, I'm about to throw something at you that All you're right, gonna be pissed yeah. off what does siakam bring that ben simmons doesn't you son of a bitch dude don't even <laughs> because we we went over like it's not like Sackham's like uh, a knockdown three point shooter like yeah he'll make it more but he shoots under thirty percent he's a good defender but technically Ben Simmons would be better so like what does he bring that Ben Simmons does well to to be fair who who does he have surrounding him like um, you know helping space out the floor a lot more um, I think his best yeah, season he, he, he shot he, like thirty eight percent right from the three. I'm pretty sure that's like 20% more than Ben Simmons. <laughs> First of all, he has Drake. All right. So you don't have to, like, he has Drake rooting for him on the sidelines, you know? From the six, baby. Yes. Like, Ben Simmons doesn't have Drake. He has like Meek Mill or something like that. Like, I, I would have a tough time making a shot if Meek Mill was staring well, at me. Ben, ben Simmons ain't going to have anybody in his corner because he's, like, apparently not answering fo- his phone from any Well, I wouldn't answer my phone, too, if Doc Rivers basically said, like, yeah, it's not a championship point guard on my team. Oh, I wouldn't even be like And then be upset, like, hey, why is he returning my call? I, w- I was only a small dick to him. He was, he was a tiny chub to him. He wasn't <laughs> – like, I, man, I do not blame Doc Rivers for saying that. I'm like, you pass up a wide open dunk. No, 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 no. Like you're his coach though, and you might have to coach this player. You do not say that. <laughs> like you, you might think it. <laughs> like obviously we were all thinking it, but you wouldn't say it and then be upset. And then why isn't Ben Simmons picking up my call? <laughs> Dude, Ben Simmons be such an asshole. <laughs> Just like yeah, so 
And he's and he's taking th- he's shooting threes of Rondo right now, so I don't know if that makes him worse or better. Um, okay, so who would you rather have, Ben Simmons or Pascal Siakam? Oh, I'd rather have Ben Simmons. Oh, fuck. But to be honest, I'll choose whichever one means that we don't have to give up Terrence Mann. <laughs> but I, the thing about the thing about Pascal, I think, is he could maybe technically play some of the four if, if, we, if, needed, if we needed it. Like he could play power forward. Like the starting lineup would be like uh, Paul George, Kawhi, and it's Yakum at the four, and then maybe like we would go small with like a Zubak or Morris at the five. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or like, but because but bringing him. The thing about bringing in a star at this point, if we still kind of keep the same starting lineup intact for the most part, mm-hmm. like uh, going on to like, you know, we'll talk about John Wall in a minute. Um, if we brought in John Wall, who's going to be paying, he's going to be being paid like $47 million or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But like, would you start John Wall over Reggie Jackson? I wouldn't. So like, yeah. what's the point of bringing him in? Right. <laughs> We're going to play him at shooting guard. Like, no. That's... So like, the same thing with Siakam here is like we already have a players that play his position. Now, obviously, he might play it better than someone, and he's young. Like maybe he can develop. Like you know, using my Ben Simmons argument last week is like maybe he can develop a shot that's a little better. You know, and he's only going to get better defensively. I, so, all I'm saying, you put Ben Simmons on the Clippers, this team will literally be the most hated team. <laughs> Like fossil, <laughs> just embrace the hate, man. Like, just embrace oh, it. Like, are, are we ever going to become more loved? Like, just I don't, more- I don't know. I feel like the hate kind of died when, uh, you know, when we started playing against the Suns because people started hating the Suns a lot more than, than the Clippers. <laughs> that doesn't say much, but <laughs> but we did do like the impossible and we won Game Six against the Utah Jazz and everyone seemed to be happy. Laker fans were pretty quiet and rightly so. You know, they weren't in the playoffs, so they should be quiet. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's if we don't give a Terrence man, I'm I'm down for any I'm down for any fucking play. Yeah, because like I'll be honest with you, as much and as Rondo's I'm, out. Oh, yeah, dude, I'm in. Like, yeah, first of all, I, if, I I'm pretty sure we could pull off uh, Siakam for Rondo straight up, but like I think like we'll be nice enough to sway you know with other players. Let me look at let me look at Siakam's contract. He I makes like twenty nine million dollars. Like we would have to like give him somebody. Like I think money wise we would maybe have to include like a Marcus Morris, but his contract is something maybe the Raptors wouldn't want. We would have to include uh, Luke Kennard, but maybe his contract's not something they want. Mm-hmm. So like the, we would maybe have to do Pat Bev, Pat Bev plus Rondo to make up $22 million plus maybe Zubak and then sweeten it with a couple of rookies and throw in like a 2027 first round pick. Which, you know, that's a really good team because, like, keep in mind, those are all good, solid core guys that were part of a Western Conference Finals team, you know? So, like, I wouldn't hate it, but I'm pretty sure another team out there, like, you know, these uh, really bad teams could just be like, here's 15 first-round picks, (laughs) and thank you, you know? Like, like, I don't know what OKC is waiting for, but they're waiting for something big. I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) uh so i'm looking at stats right now so pascal siakam averaged 21.4 points 1.1 steals 0.7 blocks um uh, 7.2 total rebounds which i think that would help uh in our rebound issues um Three point percentage. Oh yeah, you're right. Point two nine seven. Oh my god. <laughs> no, no. Okay, I'll do you. I'll do you a favor because I'm gonna give you an alley right now. I'm gonna look up Ben Simmons' three point percentage, <laughs> and I, I think he shoots like one a year. So uh, there's a decent chance it's gonna be good. <laughs> like if he's shooting like fifty percent or something in 2020. Hold on, let me find out. Let me make sure this is accurate. Do you not like Ben Simmons because he's Australian? All right, yeah. let me see. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so let's see here. Uh, did he really only average 14.3 points a game? Okay, maybe I am bullshit. All right. He 14.3 game? 14.3 points a game? Hey. Sh- All right, so uh, 
What was uh, Pascal Siakam's uh, three-point percentage? It was uh, 0. 0.297. Uh, 0. 0.30, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know how many he shot. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to look that up. Let me see if they have totals here. Um, that's a whole, all right, let's see here. Uh, do they have three-point attempts? Maybe they have per game. Hold on. So Pascal Siakam averaged 4.4 threes. Uh, 4.4 threes? Yeah, attempts. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I was like, this is JD Redick. Well, Ben Simmons shot (laughs) 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 0.2. So I I think, but I think Pascal Siakam, I think when you reunite him with Kawhi Leonard, he already has that chemistry with Kawhi Leonard. He already has a chemistry with uh, Serge Ibaka, uh, which I don't think he should be starting at all with his back issues. Um, but uh, that's a different topic. But, uh, you know, he already has that chemistry. In it. And I think uh, Ty Lue has the capability of bringing the, you know, the best set of players. But you can also use that for Ben Simmons. I just, I guess, I just hate Ben Simmons. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, like, I, I hate Ben Simmons like he killed my dog. <laughs> um. I think honestly, if I could be honest with you, I think Pascal Siakam has this feeling of like he's really good. He's got upside. He's a really good, solid player, and no one like doesn't like him. Whereas Ben Simmons has a lot of intention on him. And I think like as a Clippers fan, if you felt like you had to defend Ben Simmons every week, it would get extremely frustrating. Like it became extremely frustrating trying to defend Blake Griffin for so many years, you know? Like it was like, uh, yeah, well, he can't he's in like year eight and he still can't make a 15 footer uh consistently well shit <laughs> you know and then but he's also not dunking anymore it's like ah, oh, oh, all right <laughs> but he's our guy <laughs> <laughs> so, he's still my boy <laughs> yeah like that's my uh, dude then uh, uh, so so let's get into john wall for a little bit and then we'll end the podcast all right um John no. Wall. <laughs> no. All right. All right. Well, that was the uh, uh, John John Wall. I wouldn't hate it. It's just he would be making more money than I think Kawhi and Paul George <laughs> by like eight million dollars or something like that. Why did the Wizards give him that contract? <laughs> like, well, I don't know. Like sometimes people like he was good. <laughs> he was one of the top. I'm gonna look this up. He was one, of the, one of the top ten-ish point guards in the league at one point. I don't want to use mechanical keyboard because it's gonna make a lot of clicking noise. So let me use my phone. I want to look at John Wall's stats before he got the. Right, so John Wall, I think he can still be a solid player. He's not a great three-point shooter. I think he's also in that Pascal Siakam range of like. Like, I don't think he's shot over 40% from three at all in his career. If I could, and I think in the today's NBA, you at least need to be flirting with 40 uh, to at least, well, not even that, not in this NBA, but I think on this Clipper system. Like, the Clipper systems, uh, even if you're not a great three point shooter, you actually have to have a respectful shot. So, you know, it could, he's like, what makes the Clippers offense work, and we saw it when Rondo was in there, when they didn't respect Rondo, the whole offense just, like, kind of fell apart. So we needed to – we need to bring someone in who at least they could respect. It stretches the court, leaves the paint a little bit more open for kickouts and drives. So I don't know. Like, I uh, – none of these three players kind of bring that, you know, bring that aspect of the game, but – uh, John Wall, I still think he has some athleticism, even though he's he's got um like he's on his like fourth or fifth different like leg injury <laughs> recovery or whatever. But um, he's doing experimental surgeries now, just to stay yeah. <laughs> Like some players, you could just look at and you're like, man, I could just tell your shins hurt. <laughs> and John, John John Wall is one of them. But I wouldn't be against it. The only this is this is the only way I'd be okay with it is. Jeez, is I don't know. Is it's just straight up like the only way I'd be okay with it is like 
he he opts out of his player option next season where he's supposed to make like I think almost 50k or 50, 50 million dollars and he signs for a smaller deal but that's not going to happen so if we brought him in we're still going to have to pay him 50 mil next season and then we're not going to be able to sign anybody or do a sign and trade because we'll be like millions of dollars over the cap and to me it just wouldn't be worth it because of the money but i do think he would bring some value to the team in general like but the thing is i wouldn't start him over reggie jackson yeah i wouldn't start him over terrence Mann. so would we be paying a six man of the year kind of player or do we just shuffle things around where maybe we don't start Terrence Mann and Sean Wall's what the number is our or Ridge Jackson number two? Okay, for a second I thought you said Sean Paul. No. <laughs> uh, but so- since that's on temperature, <laughs> I got the right temperature. Oh, um, you got a beautiful voice, man. But uh, I don't know, man. I think John Wall would start over Terrence Mann. Um, but I'm looking at his stats. So, okay, so when he signed a contract during the year 2019, I think when he uh, injured his Achilles, they wanted to sign him long term because you know they thought he was that talent. But uh, he, <laughs> since coming back and playing for Houston, I, I mean, seeing the stats, like the stats look good, but when you actually look at him play, I think it tells a different story. But he averaged 20.6 points, 1.1 steals. Uh, 0.8 blocks, uh, 6.9 assists, um, and his three-point percentage was uh, 0.317, and he averaged 6.2 three-point attempts, and he made two. (laughs) And this is last year, right? This was last year, yeah. But if you think about it, going 20 for six with 1.1 steals, I'm not a big a component of the fact that you have to have steals to be considered a good defensive player. But if you are getting some steals, then you're, you're, you're solid. Right. Yeah. uh, I don't think he plays great defense. So I'm kind of surprised by the 1.1 steals. How did he do the previous seasons in that category? So in steals, when he was with Washington in 2018 and 2019, he had 1.5 the year before that 1.4 the year before that 2.0 generally they're pretty good not gonna lie um so at least he'd maybe stay in front of a defender he'd probably get burned by all the really good point guards but maybe the average ones he would stay in front of yeah but he he, i i I don't know man i I don't want to see steph curry go off on us (laughs) (laughs) at this rate like no, no offense to not, no, no offense to the big government, but he's not going to stop Stucker either. <laughs> no, um, there's going to be a lot of games next year with the Clippers, I honestly feel like. Unless like we really bring in Keon, like we see something in training camp from Keon Johnson that we're just like, oh, you know what? Like, we're gonna be we're we're gonna be that team defensively. But I honestly think we're gonna have a lot. This is MJ. Yeah, like we're we're gonna. There's gonna be. There's going to be some games where we're going to be like, you know what? Like, yeah, that that 145 to 135 game was a lot more stressful than it had to be. <laughs> like, hey, Keon gonna... Johnson, I, I hope you I hope you heard that, and I hope that puts a fire in your belly right now. Well, and, first, uh, and that first, just pisses you off. First of all, I forgot who was – oh, uh, first of all, Luke Kennard is Michael Jordan. We already know that. Oh, shoot, I forgot. <laughs> like, and, and Terrence Mann, Scottie Pippen. I don't know. <laughs> and, and and that probably makes Paul George, like Steve Kerr, <laughs> and Kawhi, like Dennis Rodman or something. Like, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, and who, 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 who's Tony Kukoc? Uh, <laughs> uh, is that is that uh, Nick Batum? <laughs> Dude, man, those uh, those uh, Terrence Mann, MJ memes, uh, fucking, they kill me. The Luke Bernard, MJ memes, kill me too. So, I don't, I don't think we're gonna make any big deals, but I guess out of the three, I prefer Ben Simmons just because I think he's an elite defender, and we're not gonna. Exp- if he doesn't score twenty points a game, that's fine. Uh, Pascal for me is. 
he actually adds a little bit of size, I think. Mm-hmm. He could play some four, maybe some small ball five, but like we would probably have to get rid of like Morris at that point because that's Morris's role, you know, and I think Morris is a better uh, three-point shooter. My only concern is like I'm also super into running it back, but like if some significant injuries happen and I'm going to be real about it, it's the Clippers. Significant injuries always happen. So <laughs> we true. will, we will like, we will miss Pat Bev for some point in the season. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we don't know what's going on with Zoo or Ibaka and, you know, uh Paul George had that toe anema thing and I don't know like if that's going to be an issue at all or so like injuries may happen and we're going to look back on this stuff and be like you know what maybe we could have gone and done a big splash deal you know because at least we wouldn't have had a, a another player to carry us while we're getting through the Paul George stuff but then also that means we'd get rid of our depth chart and we don't want to do that either. You know, the, our depth is what's probably going to keep us in a lot of these games. Mm-hmm. So I would, I, I, I would, I'm excited because I think what a lot of people don't realize our rookies are going to be playing for the Agro Caliente Clippers a lot next season, but I do think we're going to see them in some games because they're going to have to fill in. We're going to get some canoe games. Like we're going to, <laughs> and it, that's going to be exciting basketball. And then if everything just comes together, perfectly at the end like where quiet comes back and paul george comes back or not saying paul george comes back but like maybe paul george was healthy all year you know yeah we everything kind of fits in and then we start the playoffs and we just we, we just make a run again and hopefully we don't see the denver nuggets i think that, that would be <laughs> that, that that'd be great i i don't want to see joe chase and maria anymore ever again um but uh we definitely gotta go see an Agua Caliente game. I want to see the Rooks. Um, I, you... I, I don't want to. Okay, so I don't want to jinx this, but I recently uh, had an interview for a job mm-hmm. in a city, and I'm not gonna say it because I don't want to jinx it. Where they only have a G, where they have a G League team in, <laughs> and I was like, well, at least I could see my Agua Caliente. <laughs> 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 were you were you uh were you uh at cal poly when um when Agu- the agua calientes were using the gym to uh practice yeah it was there oh yeah that was pretty that was pretty cool <laughs> yeah, we, we, we pro- imagine we started like clips forum back then we could have been like hey we're gonna do some investigative investigative journalism and we, we <laughs> enter the gym like get the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we're like the easiest people to hide you know <laughs> like, don't mind us <laughs> i'm like fucking standing behind a pool my uh pole and my stomach sticking out <laughs> but uh I- i'm looking forward to it i think it's gonna be a great season if we have to make a splash you know due to some injuries then i guess i'm okay with ben simmons but well, I think I think uh, I'll be honest with you. Although I'm making the cases and we're making cases on these rumors and stuff like that, and like I said, like I think Clipper fans are just bored. Um, I would much rather just keep the team as is at this point. So, but at the same time, if we're going to entertain these ideas and like if Lawrence Frank made the deal, these are I guess I'd rather have Ben Simmons or I'd rather have. Now we're, we don't have enough assets to get any of these guys. We have enough assets for to get John Wall. Because I think they'll, I would be, I'm not going to lie to you. If they were able to unload that contract off of Houston's books and they were to take Rondo, they might just take Rondo. But the thing is, we can't afford a 47. The thing is, we can't afford a $47 million contract. Like, I don't know. Like, we would have to really dig deep. And because even if we traded Rondo and Pat Bev, that's only like $22 million of that deal. Like, I don't know. Like, if Houston could pay for some of it, just. Oh, like, okay. Get okay, well, I, I, well, I have a question. Uh, like in the NFL, um, you know, you can restructure a contract to accommodate for, you know, other players. Um, is that is that something that's done a lot in the NBA? Because I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that happen. Like where they restructure another player's contract. I, I'll be honest, I haven't seen that either. Like Maybe. I think at this point, the best option would be John Wall gets bought out somehow. But I think they're going to try to trade him. 
Oh, they yeah. need to get bought out somehow. They eat the. They, but why would you want to eat that contract? You might as well just pay him and play him. Yeah, um, I just don't know who would take it. Like maybe the the Bulls. Yeah, they already just paid a bunch of money to these players mm. too. Detroit Pistons, I know they're desperate. Uh, my, yeah, my Detroit Pistons are always the team. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they have cap and they don't like they're they have to they have to sell tickets, right? <laughs> um, all right, for uh, next week's episode, we'll probably go over probably these last two summer league games, I would assume. Yeah, um, definitely. Any and we'll find out some other clipper news. We'll probably have a lot of uh takes from people like from ESPN and stuff like that who have negative takes on the Clippers maybe we'll go over yeah and uh before we close this out uh I want to say uh we recently got a feedback and I thought it was really great uh we appreciate it we were trying to get better at this like um so we appreciate any feedback you got uh I disconnected my uh smoke detector because someone said it was beeping too much (laughs) so if I die tonight it's your fault (laughs) (laughs) well you maybe you could reconnect it I don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're just like nah it's done <laughs> my my dog has not barked in this entire podcast but she tends <laughs> to bark and sometimes she cries when i don't give her enough attention she yeah. she will be making some appearances on future podcasts i know for <laughs> uh my chair as well my chair squeaks so <laughs> well i've noticed too like so like i have like these anxious habits and i've been clicking a pin this entire podcast so i think and i've been clicking it i think inside my mic like like i've been putting the pin in my mic and then just like start clicking it so so we're gonna get that feedback i'm sure uh and i i hope our hope is that like you know as we you know gain more listeners that we try to make it more uh uh, we try to to reach out to the community try to get people involved because um that'd be more that'd be fun you know just hear people's takes and questions yeah. if you have any questions you want us to go over or you have something interesting about the podcast you want us to go over this clippers offseason might get real a little dry before the training camp starts so we're more than willing to take in questions just hit us up on twitter or instagram and we'll answer them here on the podcast uh and um yeah like send us some feedback we're we're trying to work on making this podcast better and you know this is from a fan's perspective. This podcast is from a fan's perspective for Clipper fans. So this this podcast is just as much as for the Clippers community than it is for us to do it. We just like to talk about things, and you can either like it or not like it. But yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We're uh, once again. I'm Jesse Sandoval. I'm Brian Andrew. And we are the LA Clips Forum. You can find us on Instagram at LA Clips Forum and Twitter at LA Clips Forum. And we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcasts. Uh, We're out. Laters.